I really want to live for God, but not how I see others do it. I keep going to church, but I don't feel connected to God. I am really trying to live for God, but it's too hard. If you have said the first line or have asked yourself any of these questions, you are not alone and Hoodwink, The Burden of Religion is the book for you. Join Jonathan and Eva Singleton as they detail their journey through religion and how religion blocked their self-discovery and finding God truly for themselves. This is a self-help book that explains seven burdens that were endured while in Christianity. They were hoodwinked thinking they were growing in God, but they were really growing in church. Religiosity and spirituality are not one and the same. The lessons learned liberated them as they began to understand the love of God and the true freedom that God gives. Available for purchase at the Love Life Legacy Podcast.com. Get your copy today. We desire to share our love, life, and legacy with the hopes that it inspires, compels, and challenges others. We're all about growth and leveling up, and that is what we aim to do. Now, something that we would like for everyone to understand is that this podcast is based on our opinions, framed from our life's experiences and perspectives. This is not to say that we are right and you're wrong. This is merely to challenge and elevate our lives, your life, and the conversations that surround the topics we speak on. Now, without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Love Life Legacy Podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the Love Life Legacy Podcast. Love Life Legacy Podcast. Love Life Legacy Podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Hey! Love Life Legacy Podcast. Turn it up. Love Life Legacy Podcast. Turn it up. For the people in the back. Turn it up. For the people in the back. We, we, we live. We bite. Hey. We live. Hey. Hey. We bite. Hey, rocket, 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 I've been working on this podcast from all day. My wife was working today. Mm-hmm, as I uh, always do. You know, getting stuff together for the house, kids, so forth, so on. Blah, blah, blah. Y'all get tired of hearing us talk about that. But I'm tired. You guess what? This, this is how tired I am. I actually got my little drink going on. My little cube. I'm be sipping. Well, Enjoying I would like to start off saying happy Friday. Where my drop at? <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Happy Friday, everyone. <laughs> well, no, seriously. This is our first time going live on a Friday night. No, it's not. We have went live Friday For before. our podcast show? Yes. For our show. We started Fridays. No, we did not. So when did we when we started, when did we start? It was Saturdays. Okay, a day off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, well, you know, I think we did do a couple Fridays yeah. when we couldn't make a Saturday. Right. But um, we just testing the waters. You know, we was getting some, you know, hits about it um, because we are used to going live. We have been the most consistent going live on, on Sundays, Sundays noonish. But, you know, my concern was and what someone else told me my concern was or validated my concern is people go to church still and they might be tuning in the church services people actually go to church going to the virtual. buildings. That takes them off the live, though. It may take them off the live, or you know, they can always catch the replay. They can, or they can catch their church service on replay. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. hey, whatever you decide. But so we're trying it. I told them in the get go, I may not, I may cannot be consistent on Fridays. Like we, we I got homework due tonight. Um, had to drop some kids off to their little you know engagements tonight i don't have to pick nobody up tonight though mommy duty Just activated. A lot. i got some hair to take out one of our kids i gotta cut my son's head that boy that gotta wreck. be done tonight so gotta Friday do my, nights my beer, rough. get my get my beer right you know beer Please gang because a ball because because of the ball head you feel me we you're out so here you're so crazy you got some so if y'all on tonight oh. um let's see who's in here i mean who's 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 in the room i mean i do see we have some people viewing us live absolutely um so who's here you know say something say good evening what's up something so we can see who you are exactly. yeah tap in and if you are on go ahead and share this thing out man Let's go ahead and get the word out so, there. Friday night know? conversation. So we can go ahead and get started with the podcast. All right. You want the you want your music? We can get a little music. All right. I don't go. have any real announcements, but we can try to make some announcements. So good evening. This is not to say, you know, this you know, it's not even Sunday. It so is. this is a Friday night service. Hey. <laughs> Watch night service. Um, I would like to say once again, I know y'all saw my post, but thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the support of our book, Hoodwinked. Um, March we had a goal of a hundred books sold, and um, last minute we ended up with like ninety two or ninety three. Right. So we really appreciate that, you guys. Just don't understand. Um, just to ha- to hit that milestone and be that close to it was extremely awesome um and just great um so as you guys are reading the books take your time but we would like to hear your feedback about it um i was in contact with our cover designer to just get ready for the workbook so we got that in the works absolutely uh, i kind of didn't like the first two sketches i of did it, but, i did mm, i wish i, I had i, sh- I should have had it ready ready digitally that was hard. Um, I, liked I don't it. know. I'm still playing around with it, but the workbook is still coming to works. You guys, if you saw my post, so we're about to be on Barnes and Nobles. Oh, you know, oh, you know. oh, man, so, where is my uh, So applause. I'm a little excited about that. You know what I'm saying? Um, we did speak to a publisher a few weeks ago. Absolutely. Um, he sent another email today. We don't know if we want to go that route yet, though. You know what I'm saying? We want control of our book. That's why we self-published and started our own publishing company. But, you know, to get picked up by Thomas and Nelson, is that, you know, would be a really big deal. But we would lose so much control over the book. So um, we don't know if we want to do that yet. We don't know. We're hey, going to figure Baxter. it out. We're going to figure all this hey, out. Hey, Brother Holloway. Um, what so up, fam? It's just a lot for us to consider right now. So. Uh, 
Brother Holloway said, why y'all switch places messing with my mind? Hey, we switching back because I was like, you on my hurt yeah, next side. Yeah, I can't even bad. look at you all the way. She told me that. So when I was setting up in my mind, I calculated something which made me do it this way until she said, why I'm sitting on this side for? And I'm like, oh, so I got to fix it. You're right, brother. It's so coming. We'll be back with that next week. We will be. Um, but yeah, so that's really all I had. Um, just some things coming in the works. Um, so I'll make more concrete announcements about that later. But I just wanted to thank you guys for just your it's support. It's concrete. However you pronounce it. However. Not concrete. Oh, and we're about to hit another milestone in Come our Facebook Come group. Come on with it. I think we'll need like seven more people Come to meet our it. goal of 750 members. Super, 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 super excited about that. Let me turn that. off Sister Dominique so I can give it a, a proper air horn right quick. Yes. I wanted to give I am the air so horn. excited about that. The group engagement has been off the chain. It if has you are been. not a member of the Love, Love Life, Life Legacy podcast group, go ahead, girl. You need to go ahead and get up in there. Great conversation, which which was a great segue into our next conversation. There are some hot topics this week. It sure is. Um, one of the hot topics was um, this young lady had made a post that got a lot of attention. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just going to quickly read it. But basically, mm -hmm. you know, and I did a little short video on it um, one morning. You did. You do. A, you did a really good job. Um, I don't think I hit everything. It was really early. No, no. no. I give you your, your props. You did a really good job. I don't you did. know, honey. You but did. uh so basically right where your mouse at your finger getting stuck no my finger ain't getting stuck he's <laughs> <laughs> a little knockoff touch screen my screen boy don't talk about my go touch ahead. screen yeah go it ahead is not i'm working off. with samsung over here baby huh oh. we, we shooting huh you right shots yeah. fired yeah. so she said a single mother protecting her kid from an inconsistent dad is not bitter and I agree with her. You do. Uh, you know what I actually. You would you like me to play your video? No, I don't want you to play my video. You sure? Because I don't think I did a good job on the video. You did a okay, fine. Yeah. So she said a single mother protecting her kid from an inconsistent dad is not bitter, right? Mm -hmm. Now that's not saying that you don't have bitter women that do that. Right. I don't want to discredit that because there are some. Right. That you know, use anything for an excuse. But I, what I was really trying to get on to that, you know, a single mother has a right to protect her child from an inconsistent father. Agreed. Vice versa, if it's the dad that has to protect their child from an inconsistent mother because you're there with the wounds of the, I mean, of dealing with that wounded child. Yes. And the absentee parent don't realize what that parent that is present has to deal with. And in the video that I recorded, I gave an example where Jonathan was absent due to a very positive reason. He was deployed overseas, but that still didn't negate the stress, the, the, the trauma that our what positive reason was I deployed again, babe, to protect us. To what to provide income yeah for our but you family? can't just say positive you gotta add context oh sorry John then was deployed on the is it war Iraq Jesus Christ I was overseas in Iraq but I went to provide for my family yeah while I served Operation alongside Iraqi hey, don't worry freedom. about it I got and, it now. alongside the That's military <laughs> But, you know, but he still left. And when he left, our daughter, even though Jonathan Skype was hot, then we did Skype and some other type I of videos, chats or whatever. And Jayla saw him, you know, whatever. But because 
he wasn't there and he had this whole bedtime routine. I mean, Jonathan and Jayla was, you know, it still caused her to experience some type of trauma. Jayla stopped pulling out her hair. She couldn't sleep at night. She just had a lot going on. And then we just had to wait for his phone calls. And then sometimes he couldn't call and that would really do something to her. So I had to keep her busy, let her spend a night in her Mima house a lot and just, you know, keep throwing up her, changing up her pattern so she wouldn't lean on waiting for daddy to call. So imagine having an inconsistent father who don't even want to be there or never shows up and you have to continuously be there for that child. So if you get your child in a rhythm to where your child ain't really thinking about it, you know, you want to show up, you're going to mess up everything we got going on. So yeah, I have to protect my child. Yeah, from but, an inconsistent but, but, father. but but let's 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 be clear about something. What? Um, I I need to go to the post, and maybe I should have had it up. I got it up. You, what, what she said? She said a single mother. Go ahead. Protecting her kid mm-hmm. from an inconsistent dad mm-hmm. is not bitter. All right. Now, what was the comment underneath that that I that bothered me really badly? Um, I don't know. Said, we had 76 comments. No, the comment on that post. That's why I needed it out. No, you're talking about a different post. I'm not talking about this. Yeah, this post didn't have a comment underneath it. Okay. Yeah, you're talking about a different post. But you had something to add to that? No, because that other post went with what I was going to add about spending the night. Oh, that post was dumb. Okay. Now, <laughs> that no, but I was... Think doesn't, doesn't it go along with no, each other? No, it doesn't. Okay. Because... That father okay. wasn't inconsistent. Inconsistent. That father was saying, "My daughter is basically three years old, and she has never spent the night in my house." But, but according to you, Mm-mm. because the mother has to deal with the he is no is no proof that he's inconsistent though. That's not the same thing. Okay, it's not the same thing. I mean, I can see how you could conflate the two though. How? Because. That that mom may see other things rather than inconsistencies of him appearing. Well, some people were saying that in the group. They were saying they the mother could be protecting the child from his friends, or maybe he lives, you know, in a bad environment. I don't know, mm. but that's not what the lady said. The lady go said, to it, man. It was stupid. It was like the lady said that she because she's a girl and she not old enough. Yeah, I'm like that was she dumb. three. And she not old enough to spend the night over there. I wish I had it up. But at the end of the day, I called. I, I said it was stupid because if you if you were grown enough and he was good enough to actually impregnate you, then what made your sexuality more valid than uh, than your quote unquote daughter? What are you gonna say because she's innocent and you had a choice? Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes you even more stupid. <laughs> If that's what if that's the ledge that you're going to choose to walk out on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on I'm gonna push you off the ledge. He was good enough to penetrate you, deposit in you, and you decide to bring a baby into the world from this man that you don't trust for him to watch his own daughter. If he was uh, this is what that's why, not with whole but but this goes along with a conversation I saw a gentleman, I won't say his name, but for the sake of keeping the people on, was having when he said that women were are more, they'll rather be moms than wives. Oh, I remember seeing that. Okay, flip it. They'd rather be moms than be in relationships. Because if the relationship was now, that important. I don't important, think that's true. 
I don't if think anybody uses, wants uses to be a lady, single mother. Use this lady that put that dumb post up. And I don't think she wanted to be a single mother if that's the case. And we don't even know she's mother. The post he, says, my daughter ahead. almost three and never spent the night at my crib. I think about that ish every day. Okay. Okay. Boom. That was the dad putting that. Yeah. Okay. Now, we don't know his situation. He didn't say the situation. He didn't. He didn't. Obviously, it bothers him. It bothers him. Okay. We don't know why. We don't. We don't know any. We don't of know that. context. You're right. absolutely right. But somebody but made cares. a comment and said, "My daughter will not spend the night at her father's house at three. That's too young. She's a female." Oh my god! I thought that was stupid. But then again, but that's just me. That to me shows a mentality of some women, and I'm not grouping all women into. But what is that. she trolling though? Really? I mean, why would she say that? Because My daughter will not spend the night to the because, spend the night at her father's house. Because I at really three. do believe women do do that. I I know personally of a woman that actually believes that. You do, man. Oh. And I'm like, you need to relax. I understand that you. It may not be favorable, meaning that he may not have what you have, or where, where or where he lives may not be favorable. That's fine, but you can schedule dates or you can make things happen, but you're not looking at the long-term effects of what that child is going to go through. Oh, she ain't going to remember it when she get of age. You are lying to yourself, sis, if that's what you think. That child can is, is going to remember. Not at three. Well, there, the attachment needs to be there. The trust needs to be there. There has to be a system of building that trust. And when do you start building that system? Do you start building that five, six, seven, eight? Or do you start building that level of trust when they come out of the womb up to two, three? I mean, I'm with four, you because you establishing that bond is important. That brother putting that post shows that he cared. And I just get saddened when I see men actually go through that. Period. And I'm glad and I'm thankful for you that you did not put me through that. But I, I just why do why do women feel like it's okay to actually keep a child away from the the father i don't know and it's and and as as if it's honorable because they're saying they're protecting quote unquote the child yeah did you see um brother holloway comment um he said perhaps she knows the child father's keeps unsavory company and that was one of the things that some that's, people that's said the in the post mm -hmm. and that could be it and he said i digress my first response was in defense of men but hearing you speak says i understand it better by and by but it's just so many different scenarios though there there so is so many different but at scenarios. the end of the day this bleeds over into the child support conversation and all this you know, into the, other conversations the part that really gets on my nerve because Sorry, a text message that just threw me for a loop for a second. You, you got to do mommy? Uh-huh. Babe, hold on. I think somebody's been trying to call in. What? You got the phone up? I sure do. Oh, yeah, I do. I don't know how I missed it. I don't know who this is, call but I'll back. call back. Hey, we about to call you back. Sorry. But the part that really uh, gets on my... Hello, you're on the uh, air with the Love Life Legacy podcast. Who are we talking to? This is G. Okay, G, how Hi, you G. doing, man? How long you been uh, listening and watching the content of the Love Life Legacy podcast? Yes, yeah, sir. I, I just um, tuned it in. I okay. did. It's my first time. 
Oh. First time tuning in. First time calling. Let me hit you with a round okay, of applause. Okay, We appreciate you, G. Uh, so based on the conversation that you've heard so far, uh, what, what would you like to add to it, brother? I mean, I, what I want to add to it is, like, basically, like, I go into the same situation right now. Like, <clears throat> I actually married and trying to get a divorce, but, like, females, they put all kind of things in their mind that they feel is right, which is not right. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's automatically supposed to be a 50-50 relationship with, with the kids. Right. I agree. No matter how you feel about that man or what that man do or how you feel uncomfortable, he can feel the same way too. You know what I'm saying? Right. He don't judge you. You should be judging him. It's about the child in the day. Right. I'm with you. And I, I agree. So, and and that's what we're, I, that's what I was saying. That I agree with that. Sometimes I just see the scenario play out where females will weaponize that child to get get back at that man because they can't control that man. That happens a lot. And they forfeit yeah. the, uh, the idea that the child is being impacted by it, but they frame it in such a way to say, well, I'm just doing my job as a parent to protect my child. When no, not really. You really want to do that to get back at that man. That does happen. Yeah, and, and, that, and, that's, and, that's, and that's how it really goes because I can, I can break it down to a situation that I've been in DSS courtroom. And I specifically told the judge when he was trying to place me on child support, I say, now, y'all saying that y'all going to place me on child support, why? I'm in child, I, I can take it as a child 50%, same way how she can take it as a child 50%. But being the fact that she's so spiteful and keeping the child away from me, y'all going to force me to pay child support? Mm. You get where I'm coming from? Yeah. So, so when, I bring yeah. Up custody, when I bring up custody hearing, let me just have custody, then, then it's a different tone. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But I my whole thing is, you, you, you know what I mean? This, this is like I tell the judge and this is like I tell everybody. What, how the system work is, they try to build these females up like they're such an independent parent, but they really ain't. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're yeah. able to give a mother money for a child and place somebody else on child support, then no one is, y'all is not really doing that. DSS not giving up no money. The mother's not paying no money. Only person that's really doing something in the situation is the father. So now he's doing 100%. While the female is doing what? Well, and, and, well hold, hold, I'm gonna push back. I'm gonna push back a little bit on you, brother. Now, let's not be mistaken. That child still stays with the mother, so that child, it, it's the the guardianship. Yeah, but the guardianship is still resting on that mom. So she's the one that's uh, putting the child to bed, feeding the child, getting the child up, holding the child. The the, water. You know, so. But, but, but yeah, but I, wanna, I hear what you said, and that's mm -hmm. why, and that's why I stand up in the courtroom and said. That okay, you saying she's the guardian? I, I, I'm a married man, so that means I have equal rights she has. So she don't have to have the kids with her. You know what I'm saying? The kid don't have to leave. If me and you broke up, the kid don't automatically have to go with the, the mother. So you that fought. You fought for custody. Yes, I, I'm. I'm. I, I fight for custody and all that. You know what I'm saying? To the point that my my wife she refused to come to court now. So now I have to subpoena her to come to court because it's getting too deep for her. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's unfortunate. And then, like I said, in the day, like if you will be a mother, be a mother, but don't stop me from being a father. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. That's a, great That's a bar point, right brother. there. That is That's a, a bar. Yeah, because in the day, it's all about the child. It's all about the child. I hear females always say, "Oh, I gotta wash them. I gotta clothes. I gotta do this and I gotta do that." I know to iron clothes. I know to cook food. I know to wash kids. I know to do the same thing. Jesus Christ, man! You know what I'm saying? So, so what? So what are you, you? You? I mean, people make it seem like. 
They're doing so much, but that's your responsibility. Yes. As a parent, you know what I'm saying? So you don't get no applause for doing that. You don't get no, oh, oh, she doing so. That's your job. That's your responsibility. That's an absolute fact. I think the reason why we applaud them, because for the most part, and, and it could be just be us ignorantly looking from the outside in, is because it looks like they're doing it on their own. And because it no, looks like they they're they, doing they it on no, their they own. Don't, they, don't, they don't do it on their own. That's what they choose to do. They don't have to do it on their own. Because there's a lot of men out here who want to be a part of their father. But we got right. some man who don't even want to deal with the parents that didn't even go to DSF themselves and say, man, pick me on child support. I don't even want to deal with her. And that's, that's sad. That you know is, that's that a fact. Sad. I'm learning that more as we continue to have this conversation that courts will deny men from trying to put themselves on child support because that's the man's only response to actually see the child and they get denied more frequently than what I even understood. And it's it really they get denied, honey. You sure? And, and that's the last conversation. No, we I had, thought right? he went and he put himself on child support, so he didn't have to. No, deal no. With remember it. Frank? I can't. Re I can't remember. Frank that said one. that he tried. He tried to put himself on child support, and the judge wouldn't let him. Oh, okay. I I could have missed it, but okay. I'm Unless I'm missing something. I'm gonna tell you something while I'm on the phone. I, I'm on child support. Well, I was on child support. But I'm going to tell you a story about my, how my situation got. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. Yes, sir. Now, my wife, Charlie, my wife had me on, let me, let me tell you how Charleston County works. My wife had me on child support for the same child, two times in the same state. She used two different names. How you mean two you, different you names? What? She, you? I, me and her is married. Me and her is married. She, she used our, her maiden name and she used our marriage name, which is my last name. How is that possible for the same child? I thought you have to give birthday and all that stuff and this and, that, and that's what got, and that's why I fight in Charleston County right now because they're forcing me to try to pay money and I'm not even on child support. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's that's what I said. Like at the end of the day, we don't really have no like if you if you're not married to a woman, you don't have no rights to your child. You know what I'm saying? I didn't and that, learn and that's that. What the I did understand that. I learned that now, from now, okay. now, brother. With all due respect, I have a question. At yes, eighteen sir. years old, I married this woman because I I wanted a family. Why? Why yes, didn't you marry the mother of your or the the mother of your child? I, I let me tell you. I'm gonna tell you a secret about that. I married the mother of my child before my child was even born. My child was born on February 5th. My oldest son was born on February 15th. I got married on February 10th. Ooh. Okay. I got, ma I got married before my child even born. But what made me so crazy and made me back up the marriage is because I actually paid for my wedding myself. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And when I did that and I saw how the family was, or her family was reacting, how she was acting toward the family, that made me fall back. And that's why we're not together no more. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because I was willing to pit a hundred percent, but she ain't trying to pit nothing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's unfortunate, that, man. That's really unfortunate, man. And that's kind of why we even established this podcast to have conversations like this because we understand the things that people in relationships go through. And we're learning and, more and more. And we're learning more and more, but 
you know, it drive it drive it drove us to say, well, if we're not going to be an, a solution, then we're a part of the problem because we understand that people go through things, but sometimes they just don't know how to communicate with each other, how to see each other's perspectives. And I and I don't I'm I can't guarantee this, but I'll ask this. Looking back, would you say that you would have handled that situation differently so that you actually could have stayed with her and that y'all could have had a family? No, that man. I'm just asking. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, it, everything I try to change and everything I try to do, it, it was never good enough because some some females it's, are just too inclined mind. with their family. You. you know what I'm saying? I got you. And see, I, 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 it was no place for me. It was no room for me. I got she was so saying. in love with her family that it was no room for me. I got exactly what you're saying. I'm yeah, so you. I had to back up the situation. And now that her and her family is not seeing eye to eye, it's like, oh, I want my marriage back. I want this back. But you don't care me through all the hell, so how are you going to expect me to? I you understand. know what I'm saying? Because the same way how you feel about our kids, I feel the same way too. So now all these months that I'm not seeing them, how you think I feel? That's I'm not seeing them at all. Man, brother, I'm I'm sorry, I'm but I I tell you one thing: you are the the men that we hope and pray to call in to share their perspectives. Yeah, uh, because we need more like you, and I'm just hoping and champion that you actually can win your case in court. Don't quit. Don't give up. Keep hope, oh, keep never, the never, faith, never, man, never, never. and know that this is a safe space for you. Whenever you want to call in and talk and share, please do that. But uh, we with you, yes, man. Sir. And we we a, appreciate you. And just to add, I don't know if you heard about them, but it's father to father. I want to say they're like off Remont Road. Um, they provide like oh, yeah. some type of a like like not yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you I, know, I know about you them? About yeah, because uh, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, man. So you can have but, some type of support. But we appreciate yeah, you calling I, I, the sham. And I know that. We appreciate you calling the sham, man. Yep. Hey, stay stay on the uh on the live and uh keep uh keep commenting, man, and uh and and thank you for calling in again. Yes, sir, I got you. I appreciate you. All right, thank brother, you. appreciate you too. Um, and his com <sighs> that conversation just reminded me of just of some situations that that I've known from like in the, in the past, right? When you have those those moms that keep their child away from the father because the child the, the father moved on and got a new girlfriend and they don't want the girlfriend to be around their child and but you bring men in the house and let, let mean, me let me get this clear let me get this clear because i know that women get tired of hearing us it seems like all we doing y'all just bashing women y'all just bashing women no, no that's not what we're doing but you know how much that we have heard about deadbeat fathers? That's still the narrative. The story has, that's become the narrative about men and their children. But we're learning as time goes on and as men are becoming more vocal, vocal, that that's not the case with everybody. But these men don't have their They don't have a voice. voice. They don't have a room to, to talk about that. Exactly. And that's what, <laughs> that's what grieves us. Because these men exist as the brother that just called in to share his heart and it's more like him. And I'm, I'm, I want to have a safe space for these men to actually share and for us to dialogue and maybe with the hope that the ladies that are actually acting out in this behavior will say, man, I fit the bill. I, I, I this, it's not right. Let me see what's wrong with me so that we can actually cut this BS out. The men abandoning the child and the women using the child against the men. Weaponizing. The child is affected 
when both sides don't cooperate and at the end of the day it is about the child i think we people forget that like like seriously forget it crystal said women have a majority of control in regards to children and a lot of women abuse that control man what what am i dropping (laughs) you you always lose your drops like where you be putting it at i don't know all i know is this right all I know is that when people tell us their stories, and I'm not discrediting nobody's story, but I do understand there's, you know, there's one, there's his side, her side, and the right side. You know, people have clever ways to say that there's three sides, there's two sides to every story. I don't care. But the thing what really matters is that the two people that are the parents of that child to come together, to have this, to have whatever conversation, dialogue that they need to have to understand each other's perspectives. For the sake of the child. Yeah. And then if, and if something is identified because you're setting an unhealthy boundary or you are bitter or you are hurt, we got to grow and elevate past that. I was watching an episode of Lazan. How do you say her name? Ayanna Von Zahn. Ayanna Von And. I mean, when you look at like how she used the word pathology, you know, when you, you know, we, we like quoting this hurt people, hurt people. Right. But we don't look at our hurt and how we hurt people or how, you know, our ancestors and we don't, we don't pay attention to it when it's pertaining to us is what I'm trying to say. Right, right? Right. 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 And so when you look at your family pathology and you look at the pattern is what I'm referring to of of whatever you're dealing with in your family. You know, we talk about life here, right? It's like if you identify it and we like to say, especially us in the African-American community, black community, we like talking about generational curses and breaking chains and all of that. But none of those things can be broken without action. Come on. You know, without you actually learning from the behaviors of others before you or others around you and, um, you know, and implementing new strategies and educating yourselves, you know, not schooling, whatever, but just with other resources and whatever to become better. You know what I'm saying? And you have to be able to identify when you're hurting somebody else by your action. And That's I really don't think us as mothers, because we're so wounded, you know, like how I posted today. And I know I'm jumping all over because my mind is like racing, right? Self-care, yes. you know, it's yes. like we have to take care of ourselves. And, and, and I know for some people, they might think that means, you know, buying yourself a nice purse or making sure your hair did and getting your nails done or getting a massage. Yeah, you can take care of yourself in that way, too. But mentally, go ahead. take care of yourself. Go ahead, man. You know what I'm saying? Emotionally, take care of yourself. Go you know ahead. what I'm saying? Get get your and help deal, so that you can deal, be whole. Can I, can, I, can I piggyback on that right quick? Yeah. And, and, and people, especially my, my black people, even though this is a integrated podcast, uh, don't don't think that you can just use Jesus for a crutch. What I think my wife is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you actually taking responsibility and doing the he- the healthy mental check for yourself. Can I say it another way? Go ahead. <clears throat> That's why I say correct me if I'm wrong. Jesus Himself, God Himself, <laughs> wants you to do the work on yourself. Go ahead, man. You know what I'm saying. It has never been that God is going to magically wave a wand to make your situation better. I'm not saying that miracles don't happen. But what I am saying, as it's written in the book, you know what I'm saying? That your faith without works is dead. It don't mean just quote it 
every day. Man, it means ahead, man. you have to do the work. And a part of doing the work is healing, researching, learning from others, humbling yourselves, you know, establishing new disciplines and routines, changing your habits. It means you have to do it. You okay. personally. Prayer is just the conversation for the strategy. That's it. It is not the work. And somehow we got that lost and all the crying and all the emotions and all that that we do and we have these we get on these what i like to call holy ghost highs where we feel good and we feel empowered and we think that whatever we was dealing with has somehow passed away and everything's great no that was a high you know that's why a lot of people you know indulge in substances so huh. they can feel that high okay huh. and after that high comes off they realize they still broke they realize they're still hungry. They realize there's still a need there. So oh. I need you to realize that, right? So you can do something to feed yourself, okay? To get oh. that money that you're looking for oh. or whatever it is. Prayer alone is not it. And I just need us, and especially in the African-American community, not to say other people don't deal with that, to understand that and apply it and move past it so we can grow as a people. Oh. That is really it. Oh. Can you stop with man, that sound effect? <laughs> bro, she, man, hey, girl. What? Huh? I was just trying to make a point, and I don't want it to be misconstrued. I understand. Prayer is great. Wonderful. Yes. But what you going to do after it? That's why That's that's why I put up. That's why I put up. I use meditation and quiet time. It's it's a self, it's a place of self reflection. It is, and we it's get that, that. mirror. We're, we're we're not ishing on it, right? No. We understand it, but we were abusers of it because we were praying, not do nothing about it. And how how many times that have people have used that as a facade to kind of deflect yeah. on addressing it? Jesus be a offense. Jesus take the wheel. Jesus. No, you take the wheel Jesus. and use the God given common sense that He mm. gave you. To know where to drive the freaking car. Pretty but much. so much that you say, you you tell him to take the wheel, that you forget that he equipped you to drive. Yeah. You the driver. That's, that's it. It's your life, your body, your choices, your consequences if you make said choices. Ain't nobody going to come and save you from yourself but yourself. Pretty much. In this life. Jesus already did his part. He did his part. That's he it. said, hung on the cross, He said finished. it was finished. It's done. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> do what you got to do, men and women. We have to drop this whole lie that somebody. It's not a lie. It's a misunderstanding. I'm sorry. Misunderstanding. Yeah, Thank it's you a for misunderstanding. Me. Thank you. We have to drop this misunderstanding that is going to be fixed outside of us doing the work ourselves. We can't continue to deflect. And we can't continue to point the finger. Mm -mm. This is what I told somebody about why our coaching is so important. Because over the years, we have learned that our argument is really an argument of perspective. That's it. I have a perspective that I want her to see. She has one that she wants me to see. Mm -hmm. And we found out that it's better to learn to find commonality yep. than to continue to argue perspectives. Right. The only reason why people split is because they feel like the other person didn't understand their perspective. Or that one their reason. perspective was not one reason or their mm -hmm. perspective was not being considered. Some people want to do have some dumb perspectives now, it, I must it, say. It is. But we got to work it out. 
We because do. you have to we have to still own that that's your perspective, but we have to still grow from that perspective. We do, but that that's why coaching is so important. That's mm -hmm. why having accountability is so important. Yeah. And we understand the art of effective accountability. And when we see people that make these decisions to not work it out or to leave or to condemn or to cast aside, or I'm like, okay, well, why did you? And you hear the reasoning behind it. I'm like, oh, they they're they're missing the their part in this whole thing. They're, they're missing how much they actually contributed to the breakdown. Yeah, man. And I found out a good coaching strategy is instead of before you pounce to ask questions, the more you ask people questions to bring them to their own reality, the less work you have to do. That's right. People, especially us in humanity, mm -hmm. we fail at seeing ourselves the way how we see and judge other people. That's facts. And because of it, when we come from that place in a relationship, mm -hmm. the person that we're in a relationship is the one that's affected by it the most. Yeah. And they go straight to a defense mode where now I have to protect myself from you seeing my flaw in absence of yours. And we're like, okay, lady, man, we get it. We get it. You're right in what you're saying, but see yourself in it. And the more you learn to see yourself, the better empathy you will have. Knowing that you ain't better than not Knowing one person. you are not above reproach, you ain't better than nobody else. Mm -mm. And her ish think just like your ish think. Mm -hmm. It's just that you're forgetting how bad the smell is in your life. That's right. Because hers is being amplified so much. Right. So instead of concentrating on her smell, remember how bad you stunk. Yeah. You can't drink milk. <laughs> You drank milk. You're a little bubbly. And you're bubbly. And your guts <laughs> is showing forth the bubbly situation. Yeah, man. Just because right now Old she's having man. a lactose intolerance reaction mm -hmm. does not mean that last week you ain't had one either. Mm -hmm. So because of that, you and cannot next week you might have another exactly. One. You can't you cannot say that, oh, I'm better than this, and then just make her feel bad. No, remember, this is what empathy plays into the relationship especially as it pertains to us talking about the child right and just want to plug this if you enjoying this conversation take a moment share it right as it pertains into the child you having empathy towards the situation helps you to come outside of your emotions to think logically and i'm not going to push this on either side because men and women make illogical decisions based do. on emotion we get emotionally high, we make irrational decisions, but there is somebody always affected by that. And in this, how it pertains to this conversation with the child, the child is. I thank God for my mama, even though we're not the best right now, but I still love her to death. My mom never kept me away from my dad, ever. I never heard my mom talk ill about my dad. She still don't. Okay. She still don't to this day, but I will. He ain't worth a damn. I'm baby. I ain't going I, nowhere. I know. <laughs> He's just a piece of trash, babe. I didn't say what I wanted to. I know, but he is. He's a bum, and he can't recover from that. Babe. How do I know that? In my adult years, I forgave him. You did. Reach out. Here's this long ass olive branch. Here you go, sir. I'm a husband and a father in my own right. I technically don't need you, but because I want to explore what it's like to have an actual father mm -hmm. grow. And I want to build a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. 
started. I tried to. He asked for money. We were still in the church. I felt like I was obliged to give him money. Show grace. I gave it to him. Second time, I gave it to him. At that third time, I told him, I said, sir, if I'd have known that this relationship, that it would have been like this, I would have kept you out of my life. You technically don't, I don't need you. I, I used you kind of as a reference point to know what man I don't want to be like and build outside on, on top of that. So I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I don't need you. But I want this relationship to work. But this, these are the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me for money. I have a whole family that I need to provide and protect for. Me giving you money is taken away from them. I, you need to learn how to build one. And I'll teach you. Son, what's your favorite color? This sad I had to have a conversation with a 50-something, 60-something at the time. You old man. What's your favorite color, son? What's your interest? What's your likes? What's your dislikes? All this, right? He still couldn't do it. The last time this man asked me for money, I said, didn't I tell you not to ask me for money? Forget I exist, lose my number. I did not want to respond to him like that, but he did not know how to respect my boundaries. But what I do, what I did was I went back to my mom and I thanked her for never keeping me away from him. Even though she probably knew how bad off he was. Mm-hmm. She never kept me away. I had to learn on my own. You did. So all I'm saying in, in this regard as it pertains to the relationship. Yeah, that post. Mm-hmm. That you just have to do what's right for the child. That's Period. another. Um, first, I was getting uncomfortable with you sharing that story. But then. Why? I don't, I don't know. It's just. He's Number trash. one, I don't ever know what you're actually going to say. <laughs> and that just scares me. He is trash. Okay, tra- honey, okay we, sorry. we get that, right? But, you know. Son, I'm sorry. But I liked how you brought that up because it's so fitting. Because like the like the post said, you know, the mom was protecting. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like it's not a one size fit all it's situation. Not. It's not. Because your mom didn't protect you from it. And then if you, because I thought you was going to some childhood stories, you know, mm-hmm. some, you know, crazy things happen, I, right? I, I was abused. And I'm not trying to hide anything. No, I don't want I you to hide anything. I have trauma that. that I literally, I was physically, but, verbally, and emotionally abused. Right. But that's um, the, prote- that, okay. The reason why I said it's twofold, and let me explain. Go ahead. And the reason why it's not a one size fit all is because, as a mother, I know how kind of mother I am. Oh, I protected my kid from all of that, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. your mom didn't know any of that she was happening, know. right? So, as a mother, because I know that that could happen, I am going to protect you from that. You ain't going, right? But then it's that because I don't know what's going to happen. Now, no, let, let me correct something. He didn't do it. No, no, I know it was the environment. Yeah, I got you. Okay, but then go ahead. that's. That's why people don't like their kids going around other people. Okay. Because things like that could happen. Uh, you know it. what I'm saying? I get because it. I get it. I hope this person will love my child the way I love my child. Rather, it's the other women or somebody that lives in that house. I don't know if that person going to mistreat my child. So I'm going to protect my child. So no, you ain't going nowhere. And if he don't understand that, then he just got to get over it because I'm protecting my child. And that mother is right in that. And then if a mother lets her child go because she's being trusting, she's right in that too. I get it. Because we just don't know and we have to leave it up to that parent. But my only caveat to this is 
it got to be done with the right heart. Mm. And when your mom let you go, she let you go with the right heart. She, she wasn't bitter. She wasn't trying to keep you away. Um, she, You cried to go because you wanted that relationship. I did. And she let you go. And she honored that because it's about you and your dad. Right. But, you know, things happen. didn't happened. have his stuff together. Yeah, but as soon as things happened, they came down, got you, and took you out of that whole situation. I remember that, boy. You I was ready to go. But, but then you it have... It was the wife. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. But it was... But it, but to that parent who is aware of that and not trusting at all, you can't blame her for saying, no, you're not going. Okay, so, so what is a woman to do in this? Trust her judgment is what I say if she's not bitter. If she, but then she might not know she not bitter. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. Y'all crazy? I know I am. I can't speak for everybody. Y'all crazy? So little... how can a woman measure her bitterness that won't she gotta, even admit? She gotta hold heal. on, that won't even admit. She can't. That she's emotionally unstable. She can't. She's not aware to do it. And then our brother <sighs> suffers at that expense. Well, my dad didn't suffer. No. You know, uh, he just he and he pleaded for me. He really did fight. I'm not and I didn't I didn't bring up that story as if he didn't try. He really tried. Yeah. He he just couldn't get it together. Get it together. He couldn't in the Irita situation. <laughs> he couldn't. Right. Because he because he didn't have the tools to do it. Exactly. And then like how I was saying about the whole pathology, you know, the whole generation thing. His dad wasn't there. No, he and, wasn't. And, and, you know, it's so funny that we all are truly uniquely created. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the same skills. Honey, I don't know if you would be you would not be who you are today without your leadership skills <sighs> and all those characteristics that make you unique. Can I? And can, everybody don't have that. Before, oh, OK, thank you. This lady saved me from a perspective that I was carrying because of the breakdown that I had with my father. I, I saved you. you she, okay, you I'm listening to this. Saved me list. in this perspective. You, I told you this. Baby, already. I don't remember. I mean, Jesus what did Christ. I eat today? These five kids messed you up. <laughs> <laughs> this lady told me. She said, "Jonathan, in all honesty, I don't know if I would have wanted your dad in your life." Oh, I did say Dang, that. Come on, I now. was waiting for it because I don't know what. You and did. I said, "What do you mean? Every little boy needs their father." She said, "Yes, but, but what if he was in your life and you picked up on all his bad habits, everything you that you would have been trash. I would have been trash. <laughs> I never looked at it through that lens before. I mean, because you never, because the man that." His absence made me and groomed me because to be. of who you were, who you are. Right. You know, you took from that, you know, you know, and it's a story that y'all probably heard me say before. Right. But I was listening to something and um, this lady, I don't remember who it was now, so I might butcher up the story, but you will get the gist of it. Go ahead. So these two brothers, they was raised in the same household. They was raised in the same household. Right. And the, the older brother um he became very successful you know he he married he had children he had a wife and everything was great um he became this huh kind of man you know great in the community did a lot um great character 
And the lady asked him, or was it a counselor or a judge or somebody asked him, how did you become the man you are today? He said, yeah, I remember this. Because I watched my father. <laughs> and then she turned to his brother and his brother uh, was homeless several times, drug problem, um, drinking problem, just bad, um, just bad character. Just, you know, we'll call him can't get right. And uh, she asked, can't get right. How did you become this way? What happened to you? He said, because I watched my father. And the most thing that just really got me, the reason why the story sticks with me, is because both brothers watched the same father. father. Come on, But man. one made up their mind that, hey, you, I'm going to watch you to know what not to do because I see where I want to go. And, you, and the other brother watched the father and been like, man, you know, this is all I got to be. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's that internal, that internal grit, that wherewithal, that self identity, the self awareness, you know, to just, you know, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, perseverance. You know, we have to have those things on the inside of us, those inner resolves yeah. that what we want to be. You know, we take for granted, you know, asking our children or when we were asked when we were a kid, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you want to do? You, we ask little people those questions because we want to spark this thought. We want to get them to, to look within somewhere, to have some goal, some mind. We want them to picture their face in a fireman suit. We want to picture them. They, we want them to picture themselves as that doctor or as that engineer. We want to start creating those thoughts there so they can know that they can achieve that. But when you are so focused on who somebody is or who's missing from your life and who've left you and who unfortunately has passed on that you can't see yourself anywhere else, but that person, then you, then you're a lost soul Man. and you come to that demise of or the, you become the epitome of what that person is good, bad or indifferent. And we just have to have this thing within us that I am going to be something and yeah. I want something. Yeah. And Jonathan, from a young age, knew what he wanted. I did. And despite of what his dad was, he knew that. And his mom helped encourage him and shape that. So when John, when it came time for Jonathan to make those choices of what I really want to be, he identified my dad ain't it. And I'm going to use him as a, as a point to be like, okay, if my dad it is, I ain't going to do it. But when you go back to the story about the brothers and can't get right, that's why you have to have a vision for yourself beyond the people who's there, not there, family or not, and uh, just make it happen, man. Dad, uh, you you dropped so many bars, babe. I don't even know which one I want to hit on. Um, uh, number one is is fortunate that our son is following in the same vein that I did. We said we didn't know if that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know, but but it, it's it's comforting to know that his future nine times out of ten gonna be secure. He's gonna have bumps in the road. Yeah, of course. But who he is at the core, I, I'm already seeing. He's saying the same things that I was saying when I was his age. And we had a conversation on the porch the day before yesterday. What y'all say? And he he was talking to me, and he was like, "Mom, who should I marry?" I said, do you marry? And he named some girls in his class, talking about Haley, and there's a girl named Hunter in his class, and somebody else. That's weird. And he that's was like, girl. who should I marry? And I was like, well, John, John, you know, do they even want to marry you? And he was like, I can ask. <laughs> like, he was just so. 
<laughs> he was like, I can act. And I was like, you want to get married when? And he was like, I don't know. I want to get married. He said, because I want a family. He was looking at our house. He said, I want a house like this or a bigger house. And he was like, I want kids. He said, I want to know what it feels like to be an adult. I said, now, once you get them kids now, they can't go back. And he was like, he laughed or he said something jokey or whatever. And we just had this coming. I was trying to explain to him why he's too young to have, to get married. And he don't really think that he's too young to get married. And I was like, well, Jayla's 15 and she's not married. He said she don't even want to be married. I mean, we just had this awesome conversation. And I was just looking at him in awe, like, where did this come, come from? from? Like, yeah. And then somebody would say, because he see us. But ain't none of our other churn brought this up before. My Actually, DNA, baby. Jayla and Ava uh, act uh, like they don't even me, want a relationship. My DNA, huh? Them and my swimmers. <laughs> that. <laughs> you so silly, man. Your swimmers. My swimmers. <laughs> I cannot with you. He's talking exactly the way how I did. That's how. I told my mom at eight. You remember the story. Yeah. We was on. Didn't have a. Didn't grow up with a car. We, we took the city bus everywhere. And we were going downtown. Because she put me in Mitchell Elementary downtown for some reason. Um, I like Mitchell. And on the way, um, I said, Mama, you know one day I'm going to get married and I'm going to leave you. I was eight. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know how to respond. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I want a family. I want this. I want that. I want that. I was talking the same And John John way. seven. And, and she, I cannot seven. believe he had that conversation On with point. me. My boy going to be all right. And the thing that is going to secure his legacy earlier than me is the fact that I am in his life and I'm not going anywhere. Because I understand that I'm here, but just how further I would have been with a dad that had his ish together that could have imparted in me and taught me lessons that he learned from his younger self, that his older self would have said, that said, oh yeah, make sure you pass this on. This is all the legacy is about. Yeah, man. And I know sometimes that we don't really hit on that word so much. Legacy, legacy, legacy. But that's what it's about. Because as you mature, your older self learns what your younger self didn't know. And it's sad sometimes that we learn the lesson at 25 that we should have known at 13, but that's what evolution is about. Yeah, man. You look back at 13, you're like, damn, that was bad. But guess what? You then at 25, take that and part that into somebody that's younger than you so that them at 13 don't have to go necessarily through that. Yeah, man. Because a wise person learns, learns from, from the, the mistakes, mistakes of, of others. others. A fool makes the same mistakes, but a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. So I didn't have to be bound on crack to know that I didn't need to smoke crack. Because I learned from the mistakes of others. And I'm hoping as I continue to self uh, do the self journeying, that I continue to learn myself and I impart into my son. And I'm saying, son, at 13, this is what it was like. Son, at 15, this is what it was like. 17, 20, 25, this is what it was like. That my son now will be a step above. We're talking legacy. Yeah, man. That's right. And this is what I believe that so many people are missing. They get so, so fixated on the moment. Yeah. The right then and there that they cannot see big picture. We have conversations with our older daughters because they're at the point where they're trying to identify and make their own lane apart from us. And I make judgment calls as a parent. 
They think dad's ruining their life. And we just had this conversation with them. I said, what y'all have to understand is that y'all dad is 10 to 15 steps ahead of y'all because I've been there, done that, and seen a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. So the judgment calls that I make is setting precedent for the future. I'm thinking big picture, big picture. So curfew, seven, being oldest daughter. Why so early? Because I'm trying to get you to learn time management. Yeah, because you got to do dishes by eight. How is time management <laughs> going to validate you later in life? Oh, my bad. You're going to have to want to to support yourself. You're going to know how you're going to need to know how to manage your time at 25 years old. If you want somebody to hire you, you they want to actually uh, look at you as a valuable candidate. You got to yeah. know time management. Yeah. What does that training learn start at? When you get to the job or at 15, when I'm telling you, hey, to be in at a certain time and you may not agree with it, but you got to respect it because that job don't care what you believe. Pretty much. That's all I want you to be there. Period. That's it. So how how many things is that we are parents and bringing it back to the conversation, having both sides that we, the gaps that we can close for our children. Yeah. That and that's builds. why it's so important that is that I'm in part. But I have to back to my wife was saying I have to learn the lessons and do the growth. That's on it. Self. Have to learn the lesson. I have to. Some of us burying it, you know, not dealing with it. Not identifying. Not it. identifying it. Thinking that, you know, we've because we like stop ourselves from thinking about it, we think we are over those emotional pains or whatever. Um, I want to address um Brother Holloway comment here. He said oh, my sorry. mom who was no longer here loved hard, worked hard and protected hard for me and my siblings. But at the age of four until I've moved out. She never discussed my father in any shape, form, or fashion. Was she bitter or selfish? She did the best she could. She did the best she could, brother. There's no other answer. To be honest well, with whatever you. Whatever knowledge she had or whatever she was trying to protect did you, you from. Did you, question, sorry, can I cut you off? Did you ask? And, and, and if that's a yes, what was her response? He probably didn't ask. I begged for, to know what my dad was. I begged my mom. You know, you know, I want to talk to my daddy. And this was a time of pay phones. You know, we millennials, so we still had pay phones. So I lived on a project, and I would have to walk out my back door, across the backyard, and across the street, there was a pay phone. Growing up, when I was eight years old, it was 25 cents a call. Put the little quarter in, operator. Yes, I'd like to dial into Georgia, please. You know, area code 444, <laughs> I think it was. And, uh... You know, she would ask me what the number is and she would patch me in. But I pressed my mama for that. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted yeah, to know who he was. Yeah, but your mom is also very inviting and you can. Yeah, but I'm asking, what if I didn't? So I'm asking him, did. did I don't you... think she would have volunteered if you didn't ask. No, she wouldn't have. Mm -mm. So that's what I'm saying. If if she didn't bring him up from four on, mm -hmm. did you ask you probably didn't feel comfortable okay i don't know i don't mean to speak for you brother but all i'm saying is that her reason is that she did what she thought was best yeah and all ladies if we have any mothers on the line i want you guys to be very clear of, the, of our position we va we value you you sure are do. valuable and we understand the the uh the amount of stress and work that goes into being a single mother i'm a product of a single mother so i saw that firsthand my mama worked two jobs I remember my mama was um, 45 years old, and I, I experienced her passing off for the first time ever in my life because of hypertension, stress, and high blood pressure. 
because she was tired. She wasn't eating right. She wasn't getting the right amount of sleep. She wasn't drinking the proper amount of uh, water. And she was stressed. My mom was dying in front of me and I didn't even understand it. I just, I knelt down and I stayed by her side and I would not move. She was coming out of the kitchen and she collapsed. And my sister and my brother, they run around frantic. They didn't know what was going on. And I didn't understand. All I knew is I, I need to be there. I had my arm, my hand on her, on her arm. And she was saying, Jonathan, it's all right. Get up. It's okay. And I'm like, no, mom, I'm not leaving. So I understand firsthand how hard it is to be a single mother. And we want to know that we are in mm -hmm. your corner and we will always be in your corner. But at the same time, we do not want you to be absent of the reality that while we are championing you in your corner, that you have to make sure that you watch your moods, your movements, how you respond to the father and how you are as a woman and a, a mother yourself. Just do your self work, self care. 2021. Brother always said, I ask occasionally, but as a child, I wasn't consistent. As a teen, I no longer cared. Well, and that makes sense. That makes sense. You know I, I pleaded with my mom. I cried. I <sighs> temper tantrums, shouted. As a teen, I didn't care. First of all, I, I didn't even ask about my dad. I absolutely cared. I, I wanted to know why that. Oh, sorry. I was about to say it. Okay. I wanted to know why. I didn't want to know I why. just wanted to know. Remember. I was being trained by television. Hmm. So Carl Winslow, mm -hmm. Phil. Uncle Phil. Yeah. Um, what's the, 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 the brother name? Step by step. I can't remember his name. I can't either. Um, his son sang Thick. Oh. He died. I know. Right on Christmas, around Excuse Christmas me. time that year. I was watching these dads, man. And absent of what color they Alan were. Alan Thick. Alan Thick. I was just watching these fathers on television. I'm like, oh, man. Wish I had a dad like that. Mama, where my daddy at? Oh, that's that's something John John would ask. That's something my son would ask, right? I'm because I'm inquisitive. Ask. Mama, where my daddy at? I see his daddy. Where my daddy at? I want my daddy. And I pressed my mom. And she could not say no. She had to answer the call. That's why I say thank you so much. And I feel like I want to tell her again, thank you. And I probably will. Text her real quick. Thank you for not talking down about him, saying he's trash. He doesn't want you. You don't need him. No. She said, okay, if you want to talk to him, here's his number. Here's a quarter. Mm -hmm. She let me learn on my own. And I'm just saying, ladies, whatever it takes for you to get to a place after you've done all that you needed to do. For your child because they'll eventually get it on their own. They sure will because they ain't going to be a child forever. For them to figure it out, just don't be the roadblock to them coming to that discovery. Because I know my mom didn't get in my way. I found out and boom, here I am. Ha! Thankful to my mom. I didn't mean for that conversation to take up our whole podcast time. By the way, I think I've known you guys long enough for y'all to call me AJ. That is true. I'm no. <laughs> what? All I know him as is Brother Holloway. I hear people call him AJ. No, I never did. I didn't either. You trying to change me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you, you trying to change me? I, I'll hey, try. We'll, we'll, we'll try to remember. We'll, 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 we'll try to remember Brother Holloway to call you AJ. <laughs> we will. We'll try, man. We'll try. We just got so used to it. I know, right? You know, it's like, 
uh, what to want to say? God let them kids form so their much. own opinion. Yeah, we appreciate you. That's brother. true because they don't stay. They don't stay. I didn't stay young. Yeah. And and the the candid conversation my dad had with me. Now my biological father. That dude nuts. Told me straight to my face. He is nuts. He's he. <laughs> how can I form my lips to actually publicly say this? That dude is nuts. My biological father. Told me in my twenties that, like the public say this, that he intentionally had no, had no. Basically, he wasn't paying for us. <laughs> Let me uh, hold, real quick. Sorry, baby, what? I gotta cut you off. Um, what Vonnie West, thank you so much for your comment. Which, but she said it's hard sometimes to bring up my ex with my kids. I need context. This is yeah, it hard you for us? you? Or is it hard that you know that he'll be a disappointment? Um, I, I need I need to understand because this conversation is so important. Yeah. And we have a lot of single mothers. We understand the statistics. Um, but we understand the nuances of that, right? Um, sometimes it's hard because you still have some type of emotional attachment or feeling towards it. And, uh, you know, you use that to reflect on to your kids or you actually know what the kids will experience. So you don't want them to go to that level of pain. Yeah. Um, And it's your job to protect them. I just need more context. Please give us a call at 843-900-0314. Man, go ahead with the radio voice. She said, I'm not trying to say anything bad, but I don't have a lot of nice things to say. I understand, sis. I understand. I, I really it. do. I get it. But you got to work through that, sis. You do. You because, do. again, um, at the end of the day, those kids are going to form their own opinions. They are. And you have to make sure that you are on the side of understanding. Um, because I don't ever want you to feel, ever want you to be put in a position where the child says, well, mom, it's your fault. Man, even before we get to the kids, sis, you got to heal for you. Go ahead. You, you got to heal for you. You got to heal for you. You got to heal for you. And once you heal for you, those kids, are, that healing will run off to them kids automatically. Oh, man. But you got to heal for you. Self-care 2021. That's it. That's that's it. That's, that's really it. That's really it. That's it. You got to heal to the point where you can say his name and have a conversation with him and your heart don't skip a beat. You don't get all warm. You know, you, you just you just have to do that work, that healing for you. You know, and sometimes when when we dealing with people from our past or people that hurt us or people that are just trifling, it starts with us really dealing with ourselves and and forgiving ourselves for even being involved, for yeah. allowing ourselves to get that far, yeah. for you know having this expectation that wasn't met. We we gotta you got you gotta do the work on you, sis, and your your kids are automatically reap the benefits of it. That's a really good point. Honey. Yeah, man. Self care all twenty. Self care all twenty twenty. One, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, that gonna on and on. It's all about and that's why, taking care of self, and, man. And that's why, you know, I, I'm kinda thankful that we decided to get in this so early. Even though I am stressed beyond measure. Oh yeah, stress. <sighs> huh? Oh yeah, we stressed. No, we stressed. Don't get me wrong. Oh, hey. thank God. Hey, we gotta Ooh, call. call it. Call from Vonnie West. Oh. To accept, press 1 to send a voicemail. Hello, my sister. How are you doing tonight? 
Good. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you for calling in. We saw your comment and we wanted a little more context. So I figured that's why you called, right? Yeah. Yeah. So really for me with my kids, it's hard because he doesn't, he doesn't spend any time with them. So it's like, it's one of those things like, you know, I don't try to bring him up because when I bring him up, it brings up other emotions for them and they get stirred up. And then it's like, I don't always have something nice to say. So it's kind of hard. It's like, you know, you don't want to try to say anything negative. That makes sense. But it's like. That makes. Yes, I usually. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, I usually try not to um, say, like, when they start, if they say anything about them, it's like, okay, I can, I can definitely give you a lot of context and tell them all about it. But it's like, you know, they're 15 and 13 and. I'm like, it's just, it's difficult for me to talk to them and have something positive to say. So, so it's like, instead, I don't say a whole, whole lot. I try to keep it on the upbeat. So it's, when you ask them, because y'all, your, your kids are the same age as ours, 15 uh, and 13, oldest, are the yeah. two oldest. Our oldest mm-hmm. have opinions out of this world. Some that we don't agree with, but we still try to let them be them, right? When you ask them how they sincerely feel about him, what do they say? It's, it's all over the place, to be honest. I mean, he just said some crazy things to them, kind of kind of like you, Eva, where, uh, where your your dad said some stuff to you. Uh, my kid's father said to my to mine that he'll get them when they're 18 and they can come, you know, <laughs> stay with him when they're 18 and stuff like that. So it's it, or, oh, I'll get you next summer. Like, I think we've been, well, we've been divorced about 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 years this year and he's never gotten him a summer he's never gotten him a week so i understand completely especially when it comes to you know like how that lady said in her post you know pr- protecting yeah because from the inconsistencies because are, are both of your children both they're both boys or they're boy and girl boy girl so the oldest is 15 girl and then the boy is 13. Jesus that's Christ. a lot of emotions to deal with as that as is. teenagers they're processing says so i don't blame you for that i I, I thought it was more so of i mean it's still a lot too it's 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 just so much to unpack really it it really is but i still i i but i give you kudos because mm-hmm. again like i said how my mom she didn't bash and I eventually came to my own understanding of who this man but really is. But there are ages where they're going to act out their hurt, mm-hmm. though. They, they will. Bless you. They're going to they're gonna act out their hurt. And that's what I'm saying by the parental, the, you know, the custodial parent has to bear that. They do. Every time something happens yeah. or, you know, he talks or make a promise yeah. in that emotional whirlwind is like, you know, you can't blame others that protect them by keeping it away or, or not mentioning his name or, I mean, mm-hmm. what else do you expect them to do? Because like they've had, go ahead, sis. And they've had, they've had full breakdowns. Like when they have seen him for a few hours and they came in town and they just spent the weekend with the grandmother house with him there. Um, they, you know, I usually would, it, when they were younger, it would take like a day or two and they would be having breakdowns and they'd be upset and it kind of makes you feel like, well, maybe they shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. I should protect them because they coming back, they're upset. He just said something dumb, you know, um, or, or stuff that just don't, it just doesn't make sense. Like you don't tell kids that, oh, well, I'll get you one day or, oh, I spent so much money on child support. So, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, um, 
So it's just, I think, and I saw um, some of the comments, and it's just like, I don't think that it's about being bitter, because I'm not bitter, I'm not hurt. I'm hurt more for my kids than what happened 10 years ago. So I don't, I think it's sometimes like you don't know what to say. I'm with you. So I you have read sometimes this. Sometimes don't say anything. I have read this study, right? So one thing that I've, and I, I don't, I probably got to find it. I read so many things for my doctorate program and just learning about um, self-awareness. And I was dabbling in some youth stuff too, right? So one of the studies that I read is that when, when, a, ch when a teenager or a child, I really used the word adolescent, is dealing with um, uh, issues like this is really a, you know, um, a, um, identity crisis and things that they attach themselves to. Um, if you're interested in it or want to like some type of therapy or coaching or some type of extracurricular activities that will help them build up who they are in their interest. And then also having, you know, building up to have candid conversations and letting them, you know, understand that their daddy's inconsistent and how they could grow from it would really strengthen them and, 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 and like fast track their healing process as they'd start dealing with dating and relationships so they don't date with those holes and to seek attention. Mm -hmm. um, there's, um, uh, there's, there's all kind of like groups and things like that. Um, I can't think of some of them off top of my head that um, uh, social groups, there's different social media groups as well for teens that are dealing with that for them to become a part of if your kids is that kind of sociable and willing to talk about it. But there are resources um, to help them build up their self-esteem, their self-worth, and really just focus their attention on developing and just understanding the perspectives. Um, and, and they'll not replace him, but they would understand his shortfall and learn not to put him on that pedestal. So, That's th so they don't, you know, um, yearn for that type of, you know. And then, and then, like I yeah, said, and, and honestly, it with help is like, um, well, I've gotten remarried, so they have, you know, their stepdad here who's great. Oh, that's good. Able to be, you know, a resource for them, but it's still, I mean, it's nothing like, you know, that biological person right. that, that you're part of, you know what I mean? Mm. That's um, a fact. That they're still longing for. So mm -hmm. it's like, yes, they have him here who's willing to give them all of that, but it's nothing like, it's still, it's, it's something they have to accept. It is. Right. So, and that's something that I came to terms with. I just came to terms with, you know, like my, my dad just ain't about nothing. And that's, that's not to shame him. I, that's just reality that I accepted. And, um, and I feel like based on, you know, my wife watching my actions and then you her actually giving mm -hmm. me a different perspective that I'm kind of thankful that he wasn't, but I had to come to mm -hmm. that on myself for myself. So I'm pretty sure that your kids will as well. Just continue to support them and be them for be there for them. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you, yeah. you don't sound bitter to me. You just sure don't sound bitter to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you I'm don't. happy that you were able because that you know just and that's why we happy that you called in because just looking at the message, you know, we're thinking about all kind of scenarios in our mind of right. what you could be going through. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and healing and things like that because to me. You know, most people that that have, in my experience, have had that type of relationship, marriage or or breakup, and then their children are affected. They end up taking that baggage into their next relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the type of self-care you have to take so that you don't keep, 
you know, carrying that baggage wherever you yeah. go. But here that you remarried, you're just, you sound great. I mean, that's that's really. Go ahead, great. sis. I'm about I'm about to hit you with one of my drops real go quick. Ahead, hit her with a drop. <laughs> give you a round of applause. Yeah, because uh, and then for you to you know be aware and in tune, you know, with the, with the the type of care that your kids need, and to just you know just to continue to support them and to know not to mention his name, but also to get them that. That help and therapy that they'll probably need to be whole and and none and because yeah. the, when they're that age they're not always as transparent either because they don't know how to really process no. their emotions yeah well and we, you know and so. i had to when i when i had they seen him for christmas time um i let them go over the grandmother house he was there um and when i had seen him you know i let him know i was like hey you know um you're a trigger for for him from you know for my son i need you to make sure you know just like keep be aware of that you know what i mean so it's like i don't need you saying anything that would be a trigger for them to to be upset to get worked up and so i bet he took it. offense he knew what that meant like don't be promising them he, stuff oh yeah he knew he knew um he wasn't combative or anything he was like oh okay okay um but it's still like, you know, as mama bear, you know, you want to protect your kids and you want to yeah. protect their feelings. You want to, you know, put that, put, put them underneath, you know, your wing and just make sure that they're safe. But at the same time, it's like, if I protect you from everything, you'll learn from nothing. That's true. And they're so. going to learn because they're going to get old. They're going to get older. Yes, and they're they going to call him out. Mm -hmm. Like I had to with my dad. Girl, my dad told me he was not going to pay no child support for me because my mama left him. And that he wouldn't change a thing about not taking care of me and my siblings. Mm. He told me mm. that. Like, to my face, proud. He was happy. He was like, because your mama left me, that was right for her to raise y'all in struggle. Dang, wow. bro. Because his ultimatum Ouch. was his ultimatum was that he only was gonna take care of us if she didn't leave. And my biological dad was, um, he physically abused my mom. And mm. uh, my mom was a homemaker. She stayed at home because he wanted her to. And so she had to like save up, do little odd jobs. And she mustered up the shrimp to leave him. And he thought that she never was going to do it. And she did it. Mm -hmm. And he made her struggle with us because she left him. And he was proud to tell me that. But something wow. that I remember your mom, she didn't do was talk bad about she him. didn't but he told me himself <laughs> and that's the vibe i get off you sis i'm just man just yeah. keep keep doing what you're doing um you know and just be there for them because they're they're going to go out and try to find out in their own yeah when they get to a certain age why and then you're going to have to bear the brunt of that emotional toil but just know yeah. that it's going to come and uh you know continue to 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 be just be there for them hopefully it gets better you know. by him like taking heed to you warning him like you a trigger and hopefully he has the decency to mm -hmm. honor that mm -hmm. i hope so i don't even know we'll see mm -hmm. I'm, my fingers crossed but I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna hold my breath. At I ain't even. Yeah, I, I don't know the brother <laughs> sis, but I ain't even holding my breath. I'm over here saying. I mean, mm, I'm trying to have a low hope, man. Nah, not for some of these dudes that he they, gotta that realize that he, they he getting is. older. It's not. They not the yeah, kids I mean, no more. You know. Yeah, but they're not. But at the same time, he don't know them, and and it, so it, he he still talked to them like they were 
you know, Little, four, yeah. five, you know, like, oh, you know, that he's like, they're big kids. They, they don't, you know what I mean? You're asking them the same questions that you've been asking them for the last 10 years. What book are you reading? They're like, um, <laughs> are you serious? That's like, you know, they got other interests. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Sis, they're going to come to that place of re- resolution themselves. And that'll be a conversation that they'll probably bring to you without you having to go to them. But just stay in a healthy mental place that I sound, it sounds like you're in yeah, man. and continue to just be there for them. But we thank you so right, much. Well, for y'all keep doing me. what you guys are doing. Um, I'm happy I was able to catch you guys tonight. Yay! Yeah. Thank Let's you so do. much. I'm going I'm, I'm to send you off one of these again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you so much for calling and, and keep on uh, supporting and uh, watching the podcast. Yeah. All right. All right, well, sis. We're probably going to get on next time. And we'll talk with you guys later. All yeah, right. Sounds See great. Thanks. All right. Bye. Man. I think that was good, man. That was that was a good call in. It is I just, 922. I ain't eat yet. Me either. Oh, <laughs> you know, we fat now, so we got to feed these bellies, baby. Listen, you guys, I think the conversation tonight was great. Um, we yeah. didn't even get to where, where we was going. I, again. But hey. The organic Oh, convers- we got another call coming in. We do? Oh. What's Horace? Call from. Horace. To accept, press one. What's up, my brother? What's up, man? How y'all doing? We we good. Moves just talking about how late it was and we ain't eat yet. But we could not reject your phone call. What's going not, on? Not our brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's going on with you, man? Not much, man. I've been tuning in all night tonight. And um, I wanted to um, share a story. Okay. Um, remember when I, we had this, um, discussion, you know, a month ago and I was telling you how I used to work out of town for months, years at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Missing all the time with my kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, this is about, uh, the post that y'all was talking about with the mom not letting the kid came over or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm on my way down here. I got down here. Um, I went to get my daughter. My daughter's mom is always, she was free-handed with my daughter, so we didn't have no issues. So upon getting my daughter at the front door, her little brother comes. She just, she just, she just had like two years ago. And he comes to the door and he's like, you know, my daddy. And my daughter was like, no, that's not your daddy. Mm-hmm. This is my daddy. And I was like, no, don't tell him, man. And, you know, he looked as though he wanted to come and... You know, I didn't know what to do, so I didn't really uh, make the offer. But when I got in the car with my homeboy, my best friend was with me, and I had my daughter, I didn't move the car yet. I sat and thought about it, and I asked my best friend, and I said, you know, that that, that young boy, because his dad, his dad wasn't doing nothing for him. His dad wasn't really in his life. His dad just wasn't doing nothing. Right. So... I asked my best friend and I said, do you think I should go and um, grab him for the weekend? All we're going to do is eat junk food, watch movies, you know, play video games, you know, things like that because I'm in town. And my homeboy gave me the most coldest response, but it was true. And all he said was, Horace. I said, yeah. He said, you came and got your daughter? I said, yeah. He said, you did your job. 
Let's go. And it was harsh to hear that. Man. Because I was like, wow, he's not telling a lie. Yeah. Because he was like, you can't be picking up the slack for other people just because your parents raised you to be decent. Man. That and hurt my heart. Like, that did. That hurt. Yeah, it, it, it broke me, and I just, you know, and I, and I just drove eight hours. He's like, you drove eight hours here. That'll work a whole three months. They come and got your daughter. You ain't make no, you ain't make no excuse not to get your child. Your child's in the backseat of your charger. Let's go, sir. That's exactly what so my homeboy said. What would have been the harm in you getting him? He's not, there's there's nothing right. He, but he's not lying though. No. The harm there wasn't no harm in getting him. The just of it was my my daughter's mom used to give me a hard time all before. And it's not until she had this second child from this guy that does absolutely nothing did she see the value in me when I came and get my daughter and how I'm in my daughter's life and the way I am with her, the way my mom is with her, the way my side of family is with her. Understood. Wow. So I, w- I didn't get any of that until I, I got, she, she, she treated me with such hostility until she had the second kid. Because she probably just After didn't. that, her whole narrative changed. She even texted me this big text message thanking me, giving me accolades for being a great dad, no matter what nobody says. Man. Yeah, and like like three years ago, she was having some issues because she was changing careers, and she gave me custody of my daughter. I had custody of my daughter for like two and a half years, which is no problem because, you know, she's going to do her thing. I get my daughter. You know, we're helping each other out. It's no problem. So when she tried to give her son to his dad, he told her, I'm not getting him unless you send the child support to me that I done paid to you. Send the check back. And she told me he said that. And I was like, what? And I just could not believe it. And my homeboy, like that day, we pulled off. My homeboy was like, his narrative was, People need to choose better than who they decide to have a child with. Because she gave me such a hard time. She was like, this guy is going to play for the uh, Tennessee Titans. He's on their practice squad. She used to throw all that kind of stuff up in my face. Right. You know, and I mean, she used to give me such a hard time. And he was like, now look at her. Look I where know. she's at now. I know. But well, it's what about like- look where it's at now? What about one? He's what like, about- you got your child horse? He said, pull off. What about this comment that um, that was just made? That was an opportunity to pour into another child and show your daughter what kindness looks like. What do you say to that? Oh, I have done that. I have I have done that before. I've I've said it quite often on podcasts. Um, right. I've paid for birthday parties for other people's children. I bought pampers for other people's children. School clothes, Christmas. I've done that. I've explained that plenty of times. I really have. Right. You know, I can I can show a cash app that says five thousand dollars on it sent to a person, zero sent to me. Right. You know, I I've been being more than generous, but it was just at a hostile time where my time was so precious at that time. And like I said, I didn't mind. Yeah. I didn't mind at all. But my homeboy, he was with me through everything. He was with me when she was just giving me the absolute hardest time ever. Y'all cannot imagine this. I could and imagine. Like, I could. You're there for your kid. He isn't. 
she should have made better choices with who she laid down with if she had a second chance to do it. With all that being said, though, Horace, I mean, I, I get it. And your friend, he wasn't wrong, but then I feel as though he was wrong. That may just be my emotions in it. Because it was like, it was like your chance to make her pay for all the things she did wrong to you. Is how no, I it wasn't. It, it had nothing to do with no get back. I wanted to get the kid. I, no, I, sat I mean, for your friend, about it. because your friend was there with you through it all. So he saw what you was going through. So it was like he was trying to keep you, you know, like protect you almost. Right. From, oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. My homeboy is a very logical, clear cut guy. And that is logical, but I'm asking for the loving part. So my brother you know has my have my niece she's a grown woman now and i remember several times where my brother got her because she was the oldest and her siblings used to be to my mama house and when he used to pick her up if her brother or her other sister wanted to come they came and we watched them and i don't know what was going on with their biological daddies and i don't even think nobody asked it was just an opportunity to say hey we ain't got nothing going on come chill over here or whatever right right and it was and it was good and her her mama didn't abuse those opportunities and she you know her and my brother ain't been always good you know what i'm saying it was not (laughs) and he she you know i don't know if she watched this live but you know they they had some run-ins and we had some family run-ins but we never let that come between the kids to this point now when her other siblings come around it's just like family they come around they come in our house like you don't even we would have to tell you that those ain't my you know they ain't biologically my brothers right 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 and it's like and and we just never put the children in between the adult altercations no matter what was going on and i and i and i I, yeah that your your baby mom been wrong but she learned from it and she's learned to show you the appreciation that you know that you as a good father deserve it's sad that she had to go through that to to see that but we all learn at least she learned from it and appreciate you now that is just crazy though but at what cost though because it's the cost of so a little boy always looking for his dad to be there it costs you that just to see that i was decent from the beginning she didn't know that's crazy she didn't know like how you said she was you know she had this expectation that that other guy was gonna go places and take her places or whatever and oh man so so she was, she was so she bamboozled, hoodwing, all that. All you know that. what I'm saying? <laughs> but but it took the reality and the gut check for her to see the character of that individual, and then to understand who she did have with you as a baby father and whatever relationship y'all had to be like, dang, you know, I had a good with Horace. But you know, that's what life is. We learn from our experiences, and we can only try to do better. We can't have people in our lives that you know. Like one thing I learned. You know, when we have people close to us that love us, they protect us to the end. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even right, when we don't forgive the person that fact. we in a relationship with, they don't forgive them like we forgive them because they never love them to forgive them the way that we do. Right. And, you know, we just, you know, have to be careful. But I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I, I do, man. You always come you through, You always brother. come through with the good oh, combo. Oh, you not got to give my, my brother a draw, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you man I, I really do i i just was telling my homeboy i i remember this vividly because i said you know 
Man, it don't matter, man. You know, all young black boys need a father figure or something. And my homeboy looked at me with the most disgusting look. He was like, Horace, pull the F off. And I was just like, yeah, he just, he, he's, I don't know, man. He was just there for a lot. Yeah, he was. And when he seen the results of all that, and he was like, you drove eight hours and got your child, no problem. Yep. What's wrong with that man doing the same thing? That he's like, pull off. Got it. Pull off. I know. He only said that to protect you. That's that's it. Yeah. That's it. But not now, if he wasn't there, you feel like you would have answered. You, you would have reported. He would have. Horace would have gone and got him. He would have gone. Oh, you would have went ahead and got that there, child. I, I would have seen if I could grab him. Yeah, I, I would have. But I mean, I wouldn't want that guy. You know, his his dad calling her like. I you know. know. You I was about to bring that up too. That's a sticky you know situation. I mean? yeah. yeah. Right, and it's like all all you're trying to do is you know do something good, something morally right. Mm-hmm. I feel you know, there's nothing wrong in none of that. You know, yeah. I feel, and that's man. that's another thing. What like how people feel as though we're letting their child even go with the person they dating with another person dating with. People have issues with that. What's the comment? Jamal, Jamal said, "Pull off, pull off." <laughs> <laughs> now, y'all ain't right about that. <laughs> But they ain't wrong either. No, they ain't wrong. That's what I'm saying. You can't That's say it's case. wrong, but you just got, you know, that kid. You know, case. and you don't even know. How old was the kid? That little boy had to be at least two years old. Because okay. he was in pamphlets running around. Oh. Said he didn't know. Yeah. He didn't know no better. But <laughs> it don't matter, though. Like, yeah. this dude was at the door, like, looking like, where's his dad? I can see it. I can you know. that. I couldn't see that. All we were doing to do was, you know, do what we always do when we get together, you know? Snacks, movies, junk food, video games, conversations. Quality time is important, man. Yeah, it man. really is. It really is. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you calling in, brother. I really do appreciate sure it, man. Do appreciate you, Horace. Wrap this thing up because I is hungry. And yeah, right about about having me on, man. I like the new time too. I able to get on on a Friday with no issues. Like, oh, oh, the pressure, the pressure. Oh, pressure. Oh, my drop. Y'all know my Friday nights. I got to do homework after this. <laughs> we appreciate you, Horace. All right, brother. We all at you, man. All right, bro. all right. Peace. Yeah. All right. We need the sounds. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my bad, man. Hey, there's a lot to control these boards, man. I know, man. So thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. First Friday night in a long time on the Love Life Legacy podcast. Great conversation. We like to appreciate everyone that called in tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to next Friday. Look at you. Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 Oh man. Oh man. He's so crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> y'all we appreciate y'all man um if you haven't yet please share this video please do please do invite other people to have a, to join the conversation absolutely at the love life legacy podcast we're all about growth elevation challenging perspectives leveling you know, up leveling up that's what we aiming to that's, do that's what we're here to do which man is great conversation and if you benefited from it you learned something from it you got some impartation somebody else could from you doing the uh, work to share it. I, yeah. I lost the word. Something that like that. <laughs> I know for it. me, like when I replay our conversation and listen sometimes, especially other people. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But what it does for me is, is sometimes it's not new information. It's just a better way to communicate, communicate it. it. Yeah, it's like Because I go back and I listen to everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone. And um, I just, I learn. 
And it's my it's all like, information. Like how that happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, so you can like tune in us on all the podcasting platforms. Uh, platforms. Anchor. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, yeah. Spotify, we own all of uh-huh. them. You can visit our webpage at lovelifelegacypodcast.com. We have our coaching services. Um, it's, I mean, that's kind of, you know. If it's up, if it's up, then it's up, then it's up. Hey, we appreciate y'all, man. We out. Love Catch you guys. us next time. Peace easy. Peace.